Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show or the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering here in South Australia, both Ameros Park, Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as Sinai, Seventh-day Adventist Church Company in the northern parts of Adelaide. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in wherever you're listening from. If you happen to be at home, at work, uh, or even uh, if you happen to be listening from another state here in South Australia, uh, sorry, uh, in Australia rather, or if you are just tuning into uh, Faith FM from other parts of the world, we want to thank you uh, for uh, choosing Faith FM because we believe that Faith, Faith FM is here to make a positive difference in uh, everyone's life. We believe that the message that we share on this radio program are powerful, powerful enough to transform uh, our lives. Friends, this week we have been uh, studying under the theme, the Bible, the church, and the environment. But today we have a topic, and it is a question, which says, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? Today I have my uh, co-host, uh, Pastor Brenton Wilkinson. Once again, he's been with us on uh, Faith FM, and this is not the first time, in fact, I uh, I'm pretty sure he can tell you more about, you know, all the kinds of stuff and experiences he's had with Faith FM. So, Pastor Brenton, welcome. Thank you, Fabiano. It's great to be on the air again. Wonderful. Uh, yes, I have been on uh, Drive Time before, and it's been a privilege to be on. And I was on earlier in the day when we were uh, doing our Bible study uh, segment as well, Fabiano, which Wonderful. I do each week. Uh, for those who are listening who may not know who I am, uh, Fabiano has two churches. I multiply. I've got four. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've got Mount Gambier, Millicent, Narracourt, and Rendlesham. Wonderful. I think sometimes, Fabiano, I should change my um, theme song to I've Been Everywhere, Man. That's I've it. Been Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so looking yeah. forward to sharing uh, the uh, topic with you today. That's it. That's it. Yeah, thank you so much, Pastor Branson, for being on the radio. And um, we are delighted to have you. Uh, for those who are listening in for the first time, you'll be glad to know that there is actually a Faith FM app. And with the Faith FM yes. app, you can actually uh, listen to other programs and presentations from you know various presenters. And not only that, you'll be able to tune into Faith FM and uh, uh, whether, there, whether your area is not are covered well with our, with one of our antennas on the Faith FM app. So long as you've got data, you'll be able to listen unhindered and uninterrupted. And so we, I'd like to, uh, you know, encourage you to get the Faith FM app and, uh, or jump onto our website, faithfm.com.au. Uh, also, let me just, uh, let you know that you can actually, uh, interact with us. And we love hearing from those who are listening, uh, to Faith FM, um, Absolutely. And the Draft Time yeah. program. Mm-hmm. We would like to uh, take some prayer requests and we would like to hear uh, your questions or other experiences that you've had, isn't it, isn't it uh, Pastor Brenton? Yes, for sure. Yes, we're always happy for interaction. Yes. Um, it's And it's even better, Fabiano, if they give us questions that we can't answer. That means we have to do some more research. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Not that we haven't done any research, <laughs> but it's, it's always good to get questions from mm. our listeners. Mm, that's mm. it. And if you're interested... The number uh, that you need is zero four triple eight 
0208811. And so that is how you can actually uh, contact us and we'll be glad to hear from you. Now, let me just start off by sharing something uh, rather interesting that I found recently. Uh, usually at this point in time, we share some prophetic insights, some of, some of the world trends, but I found something that I think it's r- rather interesting. And sure. um, this, mm. uh, yeah. the, t- the title in fact says, 107 year old woman uh, credits God for longevity. And uh, in quotation marks, it says, I do what the Bible tells me. That's, that's quite an interesting title, isn't it? I uh, love it. That's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> quite amazing. In this day and age, <laughs> hearing people talk like this is rather, uh, you know, uh, interesting. It, it's, uh, it's captivating because we are living in a post-Christian era, as some would want to call it. But thank God that the Word of God is still alive and uh, it still speaks post- positivity and it still transforms lives and there is still the living Word. Um, and and so, he is a lady that uh, champions that and her age, the, the lies that she's been following mm, biblical principles. Mm, that's right. So a South Carolina woman, uh, the article says, who recently celebrated her 107 uh, birthday credits, the blessings of God for her longe- uh, longevity. Uh, and she says, I do what the Bible tells me. Her name is Adele Julie Thompson of Santi, um, now I don't know what SC stands for. Um, but I'm assuming it's somewhere there in the United States of America. Um, and, uh, that's what she said. Apparently Thompson was born on October the 10th, 1915, uh, two years before the United States entered before World War One. And just three years after the Titanic sank, she was yes. 26 when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941, and she was 48 when the President John F. Kennedy was assassinated and, uh, in 1963, and she was 53 when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. That was in 1969. She's seen a bit. She's seen quite a bit. She'll She's be, a bit ahead of you and I, I think, Fabiana. Oh, definitely. She'll be the kind of person you want to speak to and get some uh, wisdom from, you know, some advice oh, she'd, or something. She'd be fascinating to talk to. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so she's lived through, you know, 20 U.S. presidents. That's quite amazing. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, when I, I can only imagine what her views are on current politics and the midterm elections at the moment in America. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. it's fascinating. But um, this is rather interesting how she says that she uh, credits God for her longevity. Uh, now, Pastor Brenton, does the Bible has anything to say on, you know, longevity? Yes, it does. Um, the God's original diet, as you know, hmm. Uh, was found in Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27, where God gave to Adam and Eve, their first parents, uh, a a diet of grains and nuts, fruits and things. You can go further than that. You can actually go to the time of Moses. Right. Now, Moses uh, also, in amongst giving the laws of God, Uh he also gave laws of health. Right. You find them in Leviticus. You find them in other places. God... God, um, gave Moses laws regarding things like sanitation, hygiene, uh, quarantining if people got sick, and uh, he also gave them uh, other laws. We find the entrance of meat-eating into the world after the flood. So what we're dealing with today in our topic, Fabiano, is um, can uh, a plant-based diet, I'm going to use the word a plant-based diet. Okay. Uh, Some people associate... um, 
vegans and vegetarianism with, shall we say, more extreme forms of protest and other things. Okay. So I think it's safer if we just say that um, can a plant-based diet uh, help the environment? Okay, that's quite that, that, that's fine. And yeah, and that is the question for today. And we want to explore that uh, and see sure. what uh, biblical examples or lessons we can uh, learn today. Uh, and maybe just wrestle with that a bit and, and just, uh, learn, um, of some of the benefits actually that, you know, a plant-based diet has on our planet. Just as we talk right now, um, there in Egypt, um, uh, just right there, if you know the map of Africa, um, it's a huge continent and towards the horn of Africa, that's where Egypt is, is located. And right now, uh, the world leaders are, debating and talking about uh, climate change. And so really this is a, a timely uh, topic. It is relevant to our times. You know, the world and the leaders of the world are scrambling to find solutions to, to, to life. Uh, sorry, to, yeah. to a sustainable yeah. future. And yes. so this, yeah. is, this is very important. Mm. One of the interesting things about it is that it's being held in a city called Sharm el-Sheikh. Right. Jamal Sheikh is on the Sinai Peninsula. Uh-huh. Um, I've been to that area. I haven't actually been to Jamal Sheikh, okay. but I have been to the, the Gulf of Akbar, which is right alongside it. Right. And um, this is a leading resort, probably the leading uh, tourist resort in uh, Egypt. Wow. Now, what's particularly fascinating for our discussion today, Fabiano, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I took a little bit of time to look up COP27, okay. and I also had a look at um, what was the agenda. Okay. Now, would you believe it, uh-huh. there is not a single item on the agenda right. that relates to helping people to transition from a meat diet to a plant-based diet. Not a single thing. Mm. And yet some of the statistics I will quote a little bit longer would suggest that rather than just looking at uh, transitioning from fossil fuel, burning right. vehicles to electric vehicles, uh-huh. hydrogen vehicles or whatever, right. we should be looking at what we're putting in our bodies and what effect that has mm. on the environment. Wow, that's... So there's some of the things that we can have a look at. They're not yep. from the Bible, but okay. some of the statistics that I've found would certainly be supported by what God gave to Adam and Eve in the first place. Yeah. You know, earlier on you said that you've been everywhere and it truly sounds <laughs> like, <laughs> like you've been everywhere for sure. <laughs> well, no, well, I have been, to, I have been to that part of the world with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my wife. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting part of the world and the, the diet, believe it or not, even in places like Jordan, mm. uh, and Egypt. Yes. I've been to Egypt. Yes. Um, a lot of the uh, the diet there is vegetarian. Wow. Uh, yes, you can buy uh, meat um, food, yes. but you can also buy a lot of food that's uh, vegetarian. Those Some of those Middle Eastern countries are, right. uh, are very good as far as fruit and vegetables go, surprisingly mm. enough. Providing you can get the water to them, yes. they can literally grow anything. Wow. They're, they're, they're very well uh, advanced as far as uh, irrigation goes, yes. particularly in places like Israel and that's Jordan. Amazing, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very mm. good. You so know, good. Mm, yeah. So as we as we talk and discuss under this topic, my friends, you probably probably be interested in in even uh, reading a book uh, called The Blue Zones by Dan Buettner. Um, it goes on to talk about this idea of the blue zones, and it's really uh, it's relevant to to the topic and uh, one that you found uh, fascinating. But nevertheless, let's uh, continue. But once again, let me remind you of this following number: zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. 
So let us pray, and then we'll come to some music, and then shortly after that, we'll, we'll begin our conversation. Shall we pray? Sure. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to uh, look at what Scripture uh, has to say on some of the uh, current relevant topics and issues of life. Uh, Lord, we pray that you may lead us and guide us to find principles that we can actually apply to our lives. We are thankful and grateful that Pastor Brenton could actually uh, join in and uh, share some insights uh, and some wisdom from Scripture. Lord, we pray that you lead us and guide us, and may those who are listening to us, Father, be led and guided by you. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, my friends, let me now uh, just uh, come to uh, a few important uh, announcements here. Announcement number one, you'll be interested to know that we do have a free giveaway today. And I will let you know what this free giveaway uh, 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 is. Uh, in fact, I could tell you now, it's called Hope When the World Falls Apart by Russell Burrow. Uh, but um, before I can let you know how to get it, I uh, want you to stick around. I will share a code word which you need uh, if you want to claim a free giveaway. But uh, that is that is the free it's giveaway. It's a very today. good, very good book. I'd, I thoroughly recommend anything Russell Burrow has written right. is well worth reading. Ah, wonderful! There you go. So mm. we've got an endorsement for the book, friends. That's an endorsement free of charge. <laughs> free of I charge. I won't be sending in my bill. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but hey, you will need that number mm. once again. You keep that number with you. I'll, I'll tell you the code word shortly. But at uh, this point in time. I just want to, uh, yeah, once again, come to some music and we'll be right back shortly. So please do stay with us. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is the song uh, Fragile Heart by Lerner um, Crawford, I believe her name is. And uh, I'd like to once again encourage you, dear friend, to tune into this song and listen to it. And uh, I pray and hope that uh, we'll find it to be uh, inspirational indeed. The storm becomes the calm The sun is slipping through the clouds Showing me the damage done To say that I've been beaten up Doesn't even scratch the surface I'm past the point of acting tough We both know how deep my hurt is I've heard that you're the God Who can restore what this world steals I'm in a thousand pieces Would you show me how it feels When a fragile heart Finds healing hands The place is numb by pain Start to feel again Where you fell apart Becomes where you begin When a fragile heart Take it lies from 
song what a beautiful song once again when a fragile heart finds a healing hand friends where could we find such healing hands other than the hands of our lord and savior jesus christ welcome back you are listening to faith fm draft time big q a with pastor fabiano here in the studio in south australia beautiful weather we're experiencing today and we've got our co-host today pastor brenton wilkinson regular co-host on this radio program and a dedicated student of the Bible as well. Friends, you'll be interested to know that the theme for this week has been the Bible, the church, and the environment. However, today's topic is a question. Could vegetarianism benefit the environment? That is quite a question. I would like to ask Pastor Brenton uh, what he thinks. Is, uh, do we find any bi- biblical examples or Bible examples, whichever way we want to take it, uh, of uh, taking health seriously uh, in the Bible? Yes, we do. As I say, I was referring to Genesis one twenty nine and 30. Right. And it says this, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. Now, without wanting to go into a biology session or something like that, it's an established fact, Fabiano, that many of the dinosaurs that kids are really into these days, and some of these, uh, some of the biggest animals that ever existed, were vegetarian. And interestingly enough, uh, those who were meat eaters, so all the animals they're meeting with the eating, with the exception of pork, yeah, are vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> now, so interesting. what's interesting to try and get into this subject of um, can a plant-based diet help the environment? Right. I did a little bit of research. I'll, I'll try and summarise it as quickly as I can. Okay. Do you realise that? Um, in the world today, greenhouse gases, as we call them, GHGs, um, they are produced by various sources, but one of the main ones, believe it or not, is animals. India has 303 million cattle. Wow. They are the largest, they have the largest number of cattle of any country on earth, mm-hmm. closely followed by Brazil and then China. Now, each of those animals produces and emits into the atmosphere each year, 100 kilos, uh, 100 kilos, did you get that? 100 <laughs> kilos, uh, 100 kilos of methane gas right. every year. Every cow on this planet 
is emitting 100 kilos of methane gas every year. You might say, what's so good about methane gas? Methane gas is not good at all. Mm. It's, uh, it takes nine years to eliminate it from the atmosphere. Really? Now, um, however, it's 80 times more potent at trapping the warmth in the atmosphere that we so desperately don't want to see because we're always talking about global warming. Exactly. I'm trying to make this simple so that our listeners can understand it yes, properly. Yes, yes, um, 80 times, uh, um, methane gas is 80 times harder to eliminate from the atmosphere than um, carbon dioxide. Mm. Um, whilst it can be eliminated in nine years and carbon dioxide takes anywhere between 20 and 200 years mm. to eliminate. This gives you a bit of an idea. 15% of all global greenhouse gases that are um, produced come from livestock. Wow. Now, in Australia, 70, uh, 40% of all grain production that we produce in this country goes to feeding animals, and the animals that we're feeding are animals that we're going to eat. Okay. In the United States, percentage is even higher. It's 70%. Mm -hmm. of grain grown in the US is for livestock. Right. We have, though, two and a half million people here in Australia now who are eating a plant-based diet. So mm. that's roughly 10% of our population, Fabiano. Yeah, that's, that's not big. Um, we've got a long way to go, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do, for sure. <laughs> I've been a vegetarian all my life, or a plant-based uh, person all my life. And, so, so, uh, so you don't know what a chicken tastes like? Uh, no, no, I can actually say that I don't know what a chicken tastes like. I, 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 I'm a vegetarian myself, but um, ever since 2013, um, yeah, but well, that's that's quite interesting. And uh, when Look, you say I've that, been to, I've been to Kentucky fried chicken, but it's only only to get chips, not to right, get chicken. Right, 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 right. No, that's good. <laughs> anyway, uh -huh. I, I just thought I don't want to blind people with um, too many statistics and things. Some okay. people really get get off on them and other people that turns them off. Right, but right. The livestock industry in Australia, our overseas sales of livestock for meat purposes is $18.4 billion per annum export oh. mm. and for local use $13.6 billion. So okay. $32 billion is uh, what we would consider the Australian market for both overseas exports of meat okay. and uh, local consumption. Wow. A lot of me. Now, some of those figures are, are really, really um, statistically interesting. Okay. Because uh, how can uh, we bring people to a plant-based diet? Uh, more and more Australians, believe it or not, since 2013, there's 50% more Australians who have transferred to a plant-based diet. But let me qualify for you, Fabiano, what these figures actually mean. Okay. There is various types of people who eat a plant-based diet. Right. One of them, believe it or not, is a vegan. Another one's called a vegetarian. Right. And another one is called a flexitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a flexitarian? Well, I, I a flexitarian I just is a new word. some... Yeah, you've learned that you've coined a new phrase for today, my friend. That's it. Mm -hmm. The flexitarian is a person uh -huh. who is, shall we say, weaning off of meat. Uh, maybe they still eat a little bit of meat, but they're leaning more and more towards a plant-based plant diet. Uh -huh. So uh, many Australians are in that particular category. Okay, interesting. Wow. That's just a few things. I mean, I've got plenty more here, but I, I yeah, think that's yeah. enough. 
we don't want to overdo the issue of um, uh, that. But back in 2006, uh-huh. the United Nations did a study, and the study said that the total production of carbon dioxide, in other words, what we call today a carbon footprint okay. of uh, from animals, that's carbon dioxide and methane combined. So those are bad all gases, the animal, right? Yeah, all, mm-hmm. the, all the animals in the United States alone, what right. they emit was more than all the cars and trucks in the world combined. Wow. Now, I know that's a 2006 study. It's 16 okay. years old. Okay. And if people want the link, I can certainly provide them with the link as right. to where that study's found. Yeah. Yes. But the, these are interesting things. And, of course, now we have this big conference yes. in Sharm el-Sheikh, as, uh, which we'll be dealing with next week, I guess, on, uh, on drive time. Right. Uh, what is, as I said earlier, significant about that is blow me down Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue of um, changing people's diets yes. from a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet is not even on the agenda to be discussed, and well, yet it's considered by many to be one of the most important aspects. Yeah, yeah, surely sounds like it. And and you know, I was gonna ask you a question, Pastor Brenton, to say, well, sure. I was gonna ask, uh, well, the amount of um, uh, uh, gases, bad gases that are emitted by these uh, trucks that export uh, or import um, uh, vegetables and fruits and so forth, like and they, and they uh, you know, about the same as those that are emitted by I don't know the the animal industry. But it sounds like from what you just said there that uh, these uh, animals uh, that are uh, breeded for you know for slaughter and for consumption, they're actually emitting more. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? They are. Okay. 26% of all greenhouse gases emitted each year right. worldwide okay. uh, come from what we call farm to p- from the farm-to-plate process. That wow. simply means from growing the animals on the farm, killing the animals, preparing them, and they end up on your plate. Right. 26% of all greenhouse gases come from the farm-to-plate process. Okay. I found that out in my research as well. All of these things tell me that uh, turning to a plant-based diet is actually probably not only environmentally a good move, okay. but personally a good move from the point of view of your health as well. And we can enumerate on some of the benefits of having a plant-based diet as we go through the program. But I just thought I'd share that. It's interesting that um, the University of Oxford did a study and they said the single biggest way to produce the carbon footprint, get this, mm. is to go to a plant-based diet. Okay. And it could reduce, get this, it mm-hmm. could reduce the greenhouse gases by up to 73% by changing our diet. And yet oh. what is it that's at the top of the chain at the moment? It's all about converting cars from fossil fuel to electric Sounds like or economic. hydrogen mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um it Politics. seems as though that's where the focus is. And right. yet the focus could be and yes. should be, I believe rightly, it should be based on the fact that we can change our lifestyle, okay. we can change our health potential and our health outlook by um, changing our diet that's and changing from a, a meat-based diet to a vegetarian or plant-based diet. Mm, that's quite interesting. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and that's fascinating for sure. Um, and I think for those who are listening, they might be interested in, um, 
exploring more uh, about that, I guess, uh, in their own free time as well, because I, I, I believe well, there'll be a lot to learn. There's a wealth of material. Yes. Um, there's a Live More series. I don't know whether you've ever promoted yes. the Live More yes. series on uh, Faith FM. If you haven't, you should. And there's also okay. a book that you and I know of called Councils on Diets and Foods. Right, yes. Uh, I reckon that would be an interesting one for our listeners to get hold of too. And, yes. Uh, and uh, read for themselves. So the book Live More was written by who? Uh, Dr. Daryl Morton. Right. M-O-R-T-O-N. Yep. And then he's obviously... A, he's a lecturer at Avondale University in uh, New South Wales, New South Wales. on okay. the Central Coast. And then obviously... And uh, I've met, I've met Darren and yes. uh, he's, a, he's a full-on guy. Wonderful. Uh, if you want to, want to get involved with a guy who's really on for health, and healthy living, he's, he's your guy. Right. <laughs> and then the book, Councils on Health and Diet, was written by an author by the name of Ellen White, isn't it? Yes, that's Wonderful. correct. Okay. No, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, yeah, th- I thank you. I happen to have that book in my library here. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I would recommend to our readers, if they wanted, to contact Faith FM right. and say, I'd like to read this book of Councils on Diets and Foods. What's interesting is the book was written over 100 years ago, mm-hmm. and yet many of the principles that are being espoused in the book yes. are being closely looked at by medical people today. Fascinating. That's and nice. it's interesting that a lot of the confirmation of the principles found in that book are coming from secular sources, not huh. from religious sources. Okay. So, so uh, friends, wherever you're listening from, we'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this topic? Obviously, a very uh, timely qu- uh, topic and um, uh, a, question, a really good question to ask at this time yeah. of the year while we have the yeah. COP27 happening there in Egypt. Uh, I believe that, uh, uh, the, the name of the area there where the meeting is El Sheikh, is it? Sharmel Sheikh. Oh, Sharmel Sheikh. All right. And they, they, some of them, if they're in Egypt, they just call it Sharm, S-H-A-R-M. Sharmel Sheikh. All right. That's <laughs> quite interesting. Uh, it's a resort on the Sinai Peninsula on the branch of right. the Red Sea. Right, right. Okay. So, and so, friends, yeah, where are you listening from? You know, sometimes it's very, <laughs> it can be a, a lonely uh, uh, experience or a lonely road to tra- travel on, on the on the program if uh, you're not sure. getting much interaction. So where are you listening from? What questions do you have? Um, and um, uh, anything you'd like to share with us, uh, we would like to hear from you. The number once again is zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. Now, just before we come to a break, uh, Pastor Brenton, once again, uh, we're thankful to uh, hear some of those statistics. Now, uh, once once more, I would like to ask the question. Um, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? I know you've touched a bit on that. Is there any other thing you'd like to share on that question before we come to a break? Yes, there is. Okay. Um, one plant-based meal, here's, here's just something that's worth thinking about. Okay. The production process, the clearing of land in order to produce pasture for animals so that you can raise the animals for meat production and that sort of thing. Did you realise that 80% of the uh, deforestation of the Amazon Basin that's going on at the moment is for the purpose of uh, livestock production. Huh. So they're knocking the rainforest out in order to clear it okay. so that they can use the land to um, to grow animals on. Mm. Um, one plant-based meal can save the amount of emissions. Now note this, one plant-based meal can save the, the amount of emissions that is emitted by a car driving across the United States of America. I nearly fell over when I read that particular one. (laughs) And a vegan or plant-based diet can give you the greatest reduction in GHG. The food production is 30% of GHG is gas house. 
All right. Greenhouse greenhouse gases. Interesting. And 30% of um, the food production, which is associated with greenhouse gases, of that 30%, 75%, I hope I'm not giving you too many statistics, but Mm. just remember this, 30% of all greenhouse gases are the result of food production. Mm. 75% of that 30% relate to animal products. Wow. Uh, animals, when they excrete, they produce methane gas. Mm. We do too, but not to the degree that they do. All right. And um, the amount of water required for animals, 70% of worldwide water use uh-huh. is for agriculture. Mm. Now, that agriculture, certainly, I accept it could be livestock and it could be for crops and that sort of thing. But that gives you an idea of uh, how much of our water resource, which is another issue that's a very a topic that's very dear to the hearts of many people. Right. Um, if we want to be stewards, good stewards of water conservation, mm-hmm. you know, you ask yourself the question, Fabiano, is you... <laughs> Look at all this water coming down the River Murray. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What are, it's doing to, what are we doing to do it? Exactly. All that's going to happen is it's going to go out into the Murray Mouth and out into the Southern Ocean. Mm. Isn't it a pity that we're not in a position? Of, this is where I want to challenge people to start thinking. Okay. Isn't it a pity that we don't have reservoirs or other areas? I mean, this may not happen again for 10 years. Mm. Who knows? Mm. We have an opportunity here to conserve, yes. uh, to clean out our wetlands and all of that type of thing. Yes. And uh, that water, some of that water at least, surely could be saved rather than just flowing out into the southern ocean. Mm. Yeah, no, I think you've got a point there. That's probably enough for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's right. And for those, I guess, who um, I haven't been watching the news, yeah, the River Murray is is flooded. And here in South Australia, uh, if you are in the Walker Flats, uh, I think it's called Walker Flats, isn't it? Uh, the area there. In, uh, yes, up where the Ankara is. The Ankara is, is yeah, that's right. Um, you, you, yeah. yeah, apparently it's it's flooding, and I, I agree with you. We could do something there to uh, conserve this water because... Well, it seems a pity that none of our governments, whether they be federal or state, and I'm certainly not getting political, mm-hmm. but it does seem to me that we have missed the boat badly when opportunities like this come, that we don't have the facility or the storage space to utilise at least some of this water mm. rather than just letting it all flow out to the sea. Right, yeah. You know, coming back to the topic, you know, we have focused, yes, on the environment, but I would just like to speak also to the individual who's listening. Yes. Uh, I think we we have something to contribute. Uh, You know, our individual small little choices do make a difference. and They do. You know, and, and, and I believe that it's always um, uh, important that every time we're convicted of something that we start uh, you know, that same, uh, very day that, you know, so you, we've heard, you know, the importance of this and, um, and I would like to challenge those who are listening that we make decisions today, uh, that, um, will bring about some, you know, uh, changes. And, and you may say, well, but I'm struggling with health. Um, and well, the Bible also says in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Yes. So our God is a God who's in the business of healing and our God wants to, uh, um, 
uh, wants us to have a healthy life, uh, and a healthy lifestyle, I should say. And, uh, God is there to mend the broken hearts as well. And, uh, but, uh, even more importantly, uh, you know, more, I guess, uh, in connection with the topic of today, um, the Bible does say that, um, in rather strong words that God would destroy those who destroy the planet. And he, he does say that, Fabiano. And yeah. so that is, that is to say that God mm. cares about mm. this planet. Mm. Quite yeah, there's some, some other interesting points about this too. Um, do you realise that 57% of the uh, greenhouse gases that are emitted from food production, uh-huh. uh, of that um, amount, um, meat and dairy products or meat and dairy uh, yeah, produce right. is uh, 57% of all of that. Now, here's something that I really want to challenge people today. Right. Unfortunately, most of us can't afford a little block of land where we can set up our own garden. Mm. Most of us are struggling to pay a mortgage, am I right? Oh, talking about their property <laughs> um, market these days. people who want to get out of the city and go to the country. One now, of those, I, yes. live in the, I live in the country currently. I live at Mount Gambia, but I have such a small garden that it doesn't even qualify as a garden. <laughs> but it wouldn't it be wonderful if all Australians had the opportunity to get out of the country, grow their own fruit and vegetables, and that sort of thing. I, I think it would make a huge difference. But here's Definitely. the rub. The livestock industry, the dairy industry, uh, the poultry industry, and all these industries that are associated with um, meat production for food consumption uh, are subsidised by the government. Now, believe it or not, Australia does not subsidise um, the beef industry as much as I thought. In fact, we're the second lowest in the world okay. in that area. But um, in America, they're very heavily subsidised, these industries. Why not, here's the rub, okay. why not that the money that is used to subsidise animal production for food purposes, okay. why not use some of that money to promote plant-based living, mm. to promote the greater production of fruit, vegetables, nuts, and those sorts of things. If they can use it for the other purposes, why can't the government as a whole mm. do something positive for the health of Australians by providing subsidies to get people to, to grow these products so mm. that uh, we have more and more of them available in Coles, in Woolworths, in Foodland, in IGA, in Aldi or wherever it happens to be? Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess, yeah, you, you raised some, some important points there and the challenge also to all of us, uh, and the government. And, um, let's come to a break. Uh, and, uh, sure. as we ponder upon those words, let me also maybe throw in my own little, uh, uh, food for thought or something that rather people should also think about. Uh, and I put it in the form of a question. Is it possible that maybe the pharmaceutical industry and, uh, maybe other entities such as that, Maybe also benefit from uh, the uh, the the meat industry, and you know, um, is 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 there some links? And obviously, you know, the, 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 there's all. It seems to me that there's always connections uh, with some of these um, uh, industries, and some of the yeah. not so good stuff are still promoted yeah. and allowed to. Yeah. You know, to come into the society because yeah. maybe there's a there's, there's a there's a there's cash connected to it. Good point, Fabiano. But uh, in trying to transition from, um, shall we say, uh, producing animals for food consumption to plant based diet, uh-huh. um, you come from a country in Africa. Tell me, 
you would have had a lot of animals in the area that you came from. Yeah, yes. Um, was it subsistence farming or were they produced for export? Or were, was um, how how difficult would it be to for your country that you came from, which I think was Rwanda, if I'm uh, correct? Burundi, Burundi. And, and Burundi, I also Burundi. was raised in Tanzania. Okay, mm. yep. Okay, how difficult would it be, and here's the challenge that we ought to think about, uh-huh. to transition people from your country uh, from uh, an animal-based production right. and an animal-based um, uh, state of providing food for people uh-huh. to being totally vegan, to just uh, subsisting yeah. or not subsisting, but just um, um, thriving. I wouldn't well, use the word subsisting, the word thriving okay. on um, the fruit, vegetables and nuts. In fact, How difficult would that be, do my, you think? My answer will probably surprise you. Um, in fact, most of the people there where I came from and uh, even in the refugee camp where I was living there in Tanzania, most of the people hardly eat meat. I know they really? have, yeah, yeah. They, I know they've got. Is you know, that right? That's right. Yeah. I know they've got livestock okay. and stuff like that. But um, actually, meat is the rich man's diet, and this is something yes. that uh, people would eat on um, uh, Easter and Christmas and uh, on on days such as those. Um, so the rest of the time, they're plant based. Oh, plant based! I'm telling you, like right from the ground, <laughs> right from the farm. Um, and I, I think people there could qualify for the title of, uh, 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 vegetarians or plant-based, uh, uh, people really, because they hardly, hardly, hardly eat meat. It is, it is the rich man's diet. Mm. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's right. So, friends, for a break, I yes, think. that's right. Let's come to some uh, t- to a break and uh, and uh, just really ponder on what we have learned today. Now, dear friend, wherever you're listening from, and keep in mind that you can actually interact with us zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. They can indeed. Yes, and uh, if you'd like to get a uh, free offer, which we announced earlier, uh, all you have to do is to um, you know send us. The code word, which I'm going to give you shortly after the song, <laughs> to that same number. But let me just uh, let you know that we've got a wonderful song coming up, and this is uh, "You Shall Not Need to Fight" by Ron and Patty Valiant, uh, a song which I believe you are going to enjoy. Uh, and please do stay with us as we listen to the song. See the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you, for the Lord will be with you. 
to fight in this battle. He shall not need to fight in this battle. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. What a beautiful song. Welcome again. You are listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Brenton uh, uh, on this radio program uh, this evening. And um, we would like to uh, thank you for tuning in. Our theme for this week has been the Bible, the church and the environment. Uh, and the topic for today has been the question, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? Wonderful, amazing stuff we've learned um, as uh, Pastor Brenton was sharing. And friends, I'd just like to let you know also that we've got a wonderful book and this is the book Hope When the World Falls Apart by Russell Barrow and if you'd like to claim uh, your free offer for today all you have to do is send in the following code word SA80 to the following uh, phone number 04888811 when you do that the Faith FM giveaway bottle reply asking for your details. So please do send the code word um, SA80. That is uh, just like the abbreviation uh, for South Australia, SA, and then the number is zero. Thank you so much. And let's bring in once again, Pastor Brenton. Uh, Pastor Brenton. Yeah, Fabiano, just something interesting. Okay. Um, it's a, uh, I guess you could call it a caveat. Right. Uh, we are very strong these days on buying Australian. You know that. You yes. turn your TV on, you turn your social media That's on, it. and you find that uh, buying Australia is very important. It yes. is for a number of reasons. Uh-huh. One of the main reasons is that the food that is produced in this country is produced yes. to very high standards, yes. and it has very stringent health regulations mm. relating to it. Yes. If anyone wants to question that, I would suggest you look at the berry situation that we had some time ago where they were going to bring berries in. I think it was from New Zealand. I'm not 100% sure. Right. But it was uh, from another country. Okay. And there was quite a considerable concern expressed in the local industry, uh, deservedly so, that these were not going to be treated to the same standard as those here. When we go to a supermarket, when our listeners go to a supermarket, maybe they're in that category, what did we call it? The, uh, <laughs> the flexitarian the flexitarian, that's Maybe it. they're flexitarians. Right. As they're looking through the shelves in Coles, Woolies, or wherever it happens to be, right. um, please choose a product that doesn't say um, made from local or imported ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Choose a product that has the Made in Australia logo on it, Right. Uh, loud and clear. If you're not sure, ask mm. one of your uh, friendly attendants, and they can help you in in regard to that. Some of the benefits, Fabiano, though, of uh, a vegetarian lifestyle, uh-huh. I think they're fairly well known. But I'm going to go through a couple of them. The first one is a plant-based diet may lower your blood pressure. Okay. Now, for those of us who suffer from high blood pressure, that is certainly a blessing. Right. Uh, the second point is it keeps your heart healthy. Mm. Uh, that is so. I've um, I went and had some uh, cardiac um, tests done not that long ago, and uh, my heart's in a very healthy condition, for which I thank mm. God. Mm. But I also thank Him for the wisdom 
to have lived my life with a plant-based diet. Right. Uh, I was a vegetarian and my wife were vegetarians or okay. plant-based eaters long before it was fashionable All right. to be so. Yes. Nowadays, it's quite fashionable. You can oh, yeah. go to a party or something like that and if you tell them that you're... Um, uh, eat a plant-based diet and you don't any longer get looked at as though you came from some <laughs> other planet and what are you actually doing? Yeah. <laughs> the third point that is interesting about a plant-based diet, it can assist quite considerably mm. in preventing type 2 diabetes. Yeah, uh, It reduces the risk according to one study by 34%. Mm. Uh, another help that it can help you with, and this is something I need to work on, is it can help you lose weight by going to a plant-based diet yes. because you haven't got the animal fats and things that meat contains. Okay. It also may help you to live longer. Uh, surprisingly enough, a, a recent study found out that all causes of mortality are reduced by uh, 25% by going to a plant-based diet. Very and that's good. the Journal of American Health Association. Okay. So it can also improve your, improve your cholesterol. Okay. Now, the last time my cholesterol level was taken, I think it was four. Wow. Um, the best I've ever had in my life was 3.4. Mm -hmm. um, and um, to have at my age, and I'm not going to share that with our listeners, <laughs> okay. to have a level of four yeah. at uh, for any time, at any age, you know, I, I think is, is good. And I'm actually doing what I can to try and lower it from there even. Yes. So these are just some of the benefits that can accrue to people if they choose a plant-based diet and they go over to that particular thing. They'll find that they'll be doing a lot to help the environment. Mm. Uh, more mm. so, but I'm disappointed, seriously disappointed, mm. that uh, here at Sharm El Sheikh, they're not even discussing this issue, yeah. and you don't. It doesn't get front and centre coverage here in Australia right. because Australians are big. Australians are big meat eaters, mm. and you, Fabiano, you'd know yourself. I mean, people that you visit, people you study with, people you associate with. I can't do without my meat. I couldn't possibly <laughs> do without my meat. Yeah. Um, often that said, and uh, I accept it in ignorance. Mm. Um, some of the people who have made those comments. My wife is a very good cook. She's actually uh, demonstrates um, plant-based um, cooking. Right. And uh, we have had people that, oh, they were never going to give their meat up. And they've said, this is very nice. Mm. What is it? Mm. It's, mm. it's vegetarian. We've, we've had a lot of people <laughs> say that as well in our homes. You, you may yeah. be able to succumb that one. Mm. 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 That's, mm. Yeah, no, I, I can also testify to that. We've had a number of people. Sure. At our place, say, "Wow, what is this?" <laughs> and 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 for sure, a, a number of them actually ended up, you know, asking uh, for um, you know these plant-based uh, 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 ingredients and and that uh, my wife had put together. Yeah, no, I can testify to that as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And isn't it interesting when you tell them, "Oh, this is vegetarian," they go, "What?" <laughs> because, of course, we do have meat substitutes as mm, well, as you mm, well know. Right. And uh, some of them, I haven't tasted um, uh, meat, so I'm, I, I'm not, uh, shall we say, an expert or an authority on this. Yeah. But um, people who have say that um, some of the vegetarian products, I'm qualifying this remark, yeah. taste remarkably like meat, others not so much. Mm, but... Yeah. Um, Nevertheless, there are meat substitutes for those who are in the flexitarian 
Cambry. <laughs> right. No, that's good. That's good. You know, one I like person. That word. Flexitarian. Yeah, that's it. It's going to be my buzzword for the rest of the week. I think. That's right. <laughs> A man by the name of Michael Pollan. Yeah. Uh, and has said that hitting what stands on one leg, that is like a mushroom or spinach, is better than what stands on two legs, like a chicken, which is even better than what stands on four legs, cows and pigs. I like that. <laughs> That's quite interesting. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, coming back again to our, our, our topic for today, uh, really, as it's been highlighted by Pastor Brenton, there are a lot of benefits to, um, yeah. you know, eating Absolutely. a plant-based uh, diet. So thank yeah. you, thank you definitely for, for sharing. Any final thoughts? We've got just a few minutes before we wrap up. Any final thoughts uh, w- that you might have? Uh, not really. Okay. I, no, that's I just feel I just feel that the in America each year, uh-huh. and, uh, and I can't quote an Australian figure. I looked for it, but couldn't find it. $200 million are spent every year in America by the Cattlemen's Association, uh, by the Poultry Association and by the uh, Chicken and other associations in lobbying Congress that despite the evidence that we have presented today, obviously they're trying to protect their industries. And I understand that. I'm not suggesting that what we've done today has suddenly cleared the decks for everything. But (laughs) the challenge, I believe, is are you going to be actively involved in changing your diet? Because if you change your diet, even if it's a flexitarian, but if you choose to become a vegetarian or even a vegan, you're actually doing a significant amount Mm. to uh, lessen greenhouse gases uh, I could quote some more figures, but I think we've done enough for today. Yes. And so my appeal to those who are listening to our program is consider carefully uh, your diet. Consider carefully the effect it has on your health. Yes. But more specifically, the effect that it has on the environment. And if you truly are an environmentalist, uh, you'll be looking very closely and doing further research on a plant-based diet. Thank you. And my friends, in closing, I'd just like to remind you that third John chapter one, verse two, uh, the, uh, the apostle John there wrote, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be yes. in health <laughs> just as your soul prospers. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you for, uh, your word, which gives us counsel. And we find lots of principles to live by from your word. Lord, we pray that uh, what we have uh, heard today, that it may help us, uh, uh, give us enough uh, conviction to actually make a decision and to uh, change our diet. And um, also we pray that those who are in uh, responsible positions uh, to make decisions also, that you may give them a nudge and that they may also uh, be convicted uh, of uh, making changes because we believe that uh, this world could be a far better place and um, and our sure. health could also improve uh, if we took these matters seriously. Lord, be with us, bless us, and this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Of his glory. 